Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hey! Hey, 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 my people. Hey, my tea lights. Yo, it is day 26. <coughs> day 26. And we still at it. We are beginning to now land this plane. We're beginning to land the plane. Um, yeah, can't believe it. All right, so you know, well, you know what I need to know. Hey, my mama. Uh, you know what I need to know? Um, if you can hear or see me, I forgot what I needed to know. Um, oh, thanks, Deborah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Deborah says my frame's a fire. So, hey, Miss T. Hey, Miss Marilyn. Hear and see. Jamila says she can hear and see. All right, so that gives me what I need to go ahead and do over on IG. And if anybody wants to, uh, before I hit IG, last night it was pretty heavy, don't you think? Uh, so if anybody wants to come in and share how uh, last night jacked them up, because <laughs> you can see I was a bawling mess last night and uh, I'm willing to bet some of you were too, and you were not the same. So I would love to hear how you guys did, how you fared last night. So if that's you, Yvette has posted the link in the chat, and I've posted the link in the chat. So come in and uh, share. Tell me. 
while I get IG going. Okay, IG is going, hey, okay, so I am TJ Mercer. If you are new, I am TJ Mercer. I'm known as the walking exclamation point most days and the chief noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, which means I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. However, during this season, during this season, I'm called to be uh, a Moses of sort for those of you who have hooked your train to my caboose. And that simply means God has sent me, sent me, got it, Audrey. God has sent me to come get you out of Egypt so that you can awaken the Peter in you. And we've spent the last 25 days. This is day 26. We spent the last 25 days doing just that and laying the foundation. Hey, Erica. Um, so nobody wants to come in. Was y'all still trying to process last night? Nobody typed in in the comments. Like, ain't nobody saying nothing to me about last night. Maybe I was the only one that was jacked up from last night. But um, yeah, we spent the last 25 days just really walking through the story of Peter and the observations that God has shown me through um, through looking at Peter and his journey to becoming what Jesus said he would be, which was the rock. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And so we've been looking at Peter's journey from being a fisherman to the rock. And I sense now that we are definitely on that descent. Yvette says, I'm not able to be seen in the public. <laughs> We're on that descent. And today was an interesting day. And I need to give you this, this backstory because tonight's going to be a little different. It's not necessarily me teaching, but it's about what nuggets you pick up, if that makes sense. Well, hopefully it'll make sense soon. Um, So, you know, Monday... And I posted about this earlier. Monday, I woke up in the middle of the night to discover that Jacob Blake had been shot in the back by the police seven times. And of course, then we've got part of our nation. Why did he resist? Why did he do all the whys? And I'm still struggling with, but seven times in the back, it was three officers there, seven times in the back. And at one point, you can see there was distance between them. Why didn't y'all tackle him from, like, it, it was just crazy to me. And then this morning I wake up into the news of, of um, this 17 year old white uh, boy killed, reports are that I've seen he's killed two black people the, of the protests that were in Wisconsin, that were protesting over Jacob Blake's uh, murder. And the different reports I'm seeing is like, he literally strapped with a assault rifle, walking right past the police and nobody stops him. And, and, and then I'm processing 
one of my white friends who I know and love, you know, white male, his comments on one of my posts and it's very logic and, and, and logical and rational. And, and I've been processing it for like the last two or three days. And I finally decided there's no way you'll ever understand what it is to navigate this world, our America in the skin that I'm in. So I'm done explaining it. So when I got up this morning, I went into the closet to begin my study. You know, I, I slept, you know, well, got plenty of sleep. And last night, God had, had, had put it right after we wrapped and in the middle of me watching Quantico, that y'all know, I get a piece of bologna, <laughs> don't judge me, <laughs> but I get a piece of bologna, put mustard on it and just fold the bologna, no bread. And I sit there and watch Quantico. I know I'm weird. I'm, you know, hey, I'm just weird. And uh, he had whispered to me last night, find a seat. So I was like, okay, I don't really know what that means. But I started reading uh, scriptures last night. And so when I went into the closet this morning, I had an idea of where I was supposed to start. And um. I was reading and all of a sudden I just got really sleepy. Like, and I was struggling in the, you know, I was dozing off as I was reading and I was like, Satan, you will not get me. I am studying the word of God. And, and, but I'm still sleepy and I'm trying to figure out like, why are you so sleepy? And finally I hear the Holy Spirit whispers, go to sleep. I have something to tell you. I'm like, oh, you ain't saying nothing but a word. Then like you giving me permission to go to sleep. So I got out of the closet, got into bed. I looked at my watch and it was 1111. And I know that means something. I forget what 1111 means, but I know what it means. Something. Anybody into numbers that can tell me that? I forget. Um, and so I'm in the bed and I'm sleep for maybe 29 minutes. And then there was this just warm glow that overtook me. And all I heard was, tell them to navigate differently. Tell them to navigate differently. Tell them it's time to navigate differently. So I went back to reading Got up, did, got another piece of baloney, went back to reading and got sleepy again. And I was like, what is up with this? Like, why am I so sleepy? And Holy Spirit said, go to sleep. So now at this point, I'm feeling like I think it's Elijah. Is that the prophet? Um, is that the is that the prophet that God told him go rest? And Elijah fell asleep under the tree. And a raven brought him food. That's that's what I, I was started chuckling to myself because I felt like, okay, the Holy Spirit keeps telling me to go to sleep. And so I went to sleep this time. And what he told me this time is not related to this, but he laid out an entire strategy of something he had told me to do about two weeks ago. And I resisted because I'm like, I don't want to be on TikTok. <laughs> like, it, he had told me that he wanted me on TikTok. And I'm like, that don't make no sense to me. I don't know. I don't want to be on TikTok. And 
when I woke up, he, there was flashes of stuff and I still don't remember what it is. And he hadn't told me, but I knew one of the strategies he was doing is like, I need you on TikTok. And he laid it out and I was like, okay, I guess after I finish August full of TJ, I'm gonna move on to that. Okay. So I said all that to say that when I went back into the studying, nothing really emerged. Yes, Yvette, that's it. Elijah went to the brook and God had the raven feed him day and night. That's what it felt like, except he let me sleep. Uh, and he was speaking to me in my dreams. And this may just be a little different because I'm not here to teach tonight. I'm here to guide, if that makes sense. I'm here to guide. Hey, Najima. I'm here to, to guide tonight. So with that said, um, Erica, tell my mama, don't worry. We're not traveling tonight. We're going to kind of be still. Yvette, tell Audrey, don't worry. She's going to be still tonight. She's not going to have us jumping all over the word tonight. Elsie. Tell Miss Marilyn, don't worry, Miss Marilyn, you can breathe tonight. She's not going to have us jumping all over scripture tonight. She's going to let us just sit still and take it in. Y'all ready to eat? Ready to eat? Go to uh, Luke 22, 14 through 30. And believe it or not, these are these are only two scriptures. Luke. Twenty two. Fourteen through thirty. When the time came. Jesus and the apostle sat down together at the table. So this is the Passover. This is the Passover. Let's back up. Let's let's just lay the let's let's just be clear. Let's back up to seven. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly, ahead and said, "Go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together." Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. And keep in mind that this is the they don't know this, but this is the last night that they'll be with their boy. This is the last night that their boy will be in the physical presence of his homies. And so Miss Marilyn said, thank you. I'm just sitting in my driveway. I'm so trained. So yes, Miss Marilyn, we only, we're going to only stay in Luke and John tonight. You don't have to worry. Just sit there and let me just pour into you. He replied, as soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. And we've already discussed how detailed Jesus is with his instructions. He didn't say a picture of Kool-Aid. He didn't say a picture of Gatorade. He said a picture of water. And at the house he enters, say to the owner, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say. The teacher asked, where's the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? This... <sighs> This night was so special to Jesus that he handled the preparations and understand that this is their third Passover together, more than likely. 
We don't know about what they did on the other Passovers, but we we know that whatever they did, it required G Peter and John. And to be honest with you guys, I haven't studied this. So everything that's coming is coming straight from in the moment. God was like, don't, don't, don't overthink this. Just guide them through what I show you. And so keep in mind that this is probably their third Passover meal together. And so they're asking for instructions of, well, how do you want us to handle it? And so this is a special one. Jesus knows this is his last night with his boys and this is how he's choosing to spend his last night, not with the father, not somewhere sequestered in a cave, but breaking bread with his homies. And we're a communal people. We know how special it is to just Thanksgiving. Mm. Thanksgiving dinner. You look forward to it because you're with your family. The food is a byproduct. The food, the food is important, but it's that, that special time where you know somebody going to pull out the Monopoly game. Somebody going to pull out a uh, spade. Somebody going to put out bid with. Somebody going to pull out dominoes and you're just going to talk all kind of smack and just share time with each other for that one day, that special occasion that comes around every year. But what if you knew that one of those, one of your loved ones, this, this was going to be, mm, You knew that one of this was going to be one of your loved ones last time. What if you knew that you were diagnosed with cancer or something and this was the last time that you were going to hear the laughter? Watch Big Mama cuss everybody out, showing people out of her kitchen. This was the last time you and your cousin were going to run a Boston on your other two cousins. And so I imagine this is how special this night is for Jesus. So much so that he, he made sure it was already prepared. He had made arrangements for him. He would take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up and that's where you should prepare your meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus has said and they prepared the Passover meal there. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table I'm going to say that again. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. So the rest of my message today is going to be 
Mom, come in and find your seat. Miss Marilyn, come in, find your seat. Yvette, come on in and find your seat. Bert, come on in and find your seat because we're going to spend this night just sitting and listening to what Jesus thought was important to do on his last night with his boys. We've watched Jesus pour into Peter for three years. So last night as I was sitting there thinking, I began to just wonder, what did Jesus think was so important that he wanted to make sure he got, he communicated this. After three years of rocking with him, he, he was gonna be real intentional about what he spent his time doing. So when I say come in and find your seat, I mean, as we read through this and this is really what we're gonna do tonight. And I'll, I'll give commentary as God directs as the Holy Spirit directs, but this is really a night for you to come in and find your seat. And your seat could be a situationship that you identify with what Jesus is saying. Your seat could be different experiences that you identify with that Jesus is gonna cover. Your seat could be just your anxieties. of how he's going to handle you. And your, your, your seat could be the tests that start coming up in your mind. This is about what triggers, because here, here's what happened. By the time we're done, the disciples know that something has changed. And they've, what Jesus does, he's showing them they have to navigate differently. that this Passover will forever be marked as a defining moment that from here on out, they have to navigate differently. And just like I said earlier with my, my, my white male friend that I just had to finally resolve, I'm done explaining it. Because at the end of the day, we have to navigate we navigate America differently. So after this Passover and they hear what Jesus has to say and then when they realize that he's, he's really gonna be crucified all those times that he had warned them and tried to tell them that these conversations are gonna replay in their mind and that from here on out, they have to navigate differently. So let's go back. 15. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Take a seat, Lashenda. Take a seat, Laz. Find your seat, Krishna.
Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and wine and gave thanks for it. Thanks, thanks to God for it. And then he said, take this and share it amongst yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. And I'm, I'm wondering what's his mood like? He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. He's forever thanking God. Remember, we covered that. In all things, Jesus was constantly thanking God. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. Catch this, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So let's not forget historically up until this point, God's children had to have all of these various sacrifices that resulted in very messy blood sacrifices until now, when Jesus is saying, you're about to navigate differently. Because what I'm about to do is going to change the game, it's going to change you. And so you got to navigate differently. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is a man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the son of man must die. But what sorrow waits the one who betrays him? The disciples began to ask each other, Chantal, is it you? Who could do such a thing? Miss T, is it, is it you? Bert. You capable of that after all Jesus have done for you? Elsie? Nah, I can't see it being you. Mom, I've been knowing you for 47 years. There's no way you would ever do this. And then they began to argue amongst themselves because remember, they're not really getting it. It's not really dawning on them. They don't have a clue that this is the last night. So then they do what brothers do. They begin to argue amongst themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Come on now, y'all know how that's gonna go. Man, Ninja, you know you ain't ish. I think when I first taught it, I was like, I'll put my one boat up to your little three dinghies. Cause you know, they were fishermen. Like, come on, yo, y'all already know what time it is. I have entered the building. I'm gonna shut it all the way down. 
you know how to how it goes. Because that's what we do. Jesus told them. So Jesus got to rein them in. <laughs> he got to rein them in. In this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. There's that word. Navigate differently, Nietzsche. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank. Navigate differently. And the leader should be like a servant. Find the nuggets in this for you. I'm reading this just as I imagine, but find the nuggets. Take a seat. Come in and find your seat in your situationships, your expert, your experiences, your anxieties, and your tests. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one, but not he, the one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. For I'm among you as one who serves. We've watched Jesus battle the Pharisees and basically leave them in his dust. We've watched him be top dog. And he's saying here, flip the script, navigate differently. You have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you, Jamila, I now grant you, Dr. Karishina, I now grant you, Deborah, the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Go over to John 13, and we're going to spend the rest of our time, as promised, Miss Marilyn, we're going to spend the rest of our time in John. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples, his disciples during his ministry. He loved them. During his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything. So he just talked about, he talks about serving. Jesus went insecure in who he was. He knew his identity came from the father. And just like he gave Peter a new identity, we're going to watch Peter step into his identity. Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. There was no doubt in what his assignment was. There was no doubt in who he was. So when he starts doing things, it seems like it's lowering himself. It didn't bother him because he knew he was sent to be a servant. 
So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped the towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. And then he began to wash the disciples dirty, nasty, crusty feet. Drying them with the towel he had around him. So mm, didn't see it. He's got the, you've, if you've ever had to clean up a kid who has pooped on himself, you know, poop is everywhere. And I'm talking about a toddler. I'm not talking about the baby that's like a toddler or you've had to wipe off mud off of something. Keep this in mind. Jesus had the towel. Look at, I just caught this. It's specific. He said he dried their feet with the towel he had around them. So he in essence was still taking their dirt and putting it around him. He wasn't so high that he wasn't willing to have their dirt on him. And that's essentially what he was getting ready to do when he went to the cross on our behalf. He had the towel around him on his person. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but. Lashenda, someday you will. You don't, you don't understand what I'm doing, Miss T, but someday you will. You don't understand what I'm doing, Jamila, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. Nah, bruh, uh-uh. You will never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you and take your dirt on me. You won't belong to me. Simon Peter said, then you know what? Wash my hands and my head and every other part of my body, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but Not all of you, for Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what we, what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he, after being their servant, after lowering himself and showing an example, he put on his robe again and sat down. And asked, do you understand what I was doing? You called me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that is what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet, navigate differently. <laughs> I've given you an example to follow. 
I've given you an example to follow, Sylvia. I've given you an example to follow, Miss Asia. Do as I've done for you, done to you. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you, not for knowing them. He'll bless you for doing them. Keep in mind, these are this is what Jesus thinks is important the night before he heads to Calvary. Pick up your nuggets, Asia. Pick up your nuggets, Jamila. That this is what Jesus thought was important to leave with his boys. 18, I'm not saying these things to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but this fulfills the scripture that says, the one who eats my food has turned against me. And yet I just washed his feet. I tell you this beforehand so that when it happens, you will believe that I am the Messiah. You're going you're gonna to have to recall these moments because it's not settling for you right now because you don't really get it. But I'm planting the seed so that you will get it. And I, I tell you the truth that anyone who welcomes my messenger is welcoming me. And anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the father who sent me. 21. We see Jesus' humanity. Now, Jesus was deeply troubled and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. One of you is the reason why I have to go through this brutal death. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom could he mean? The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. <laughs> we can see how this played out. So Jesus, that's John, the jelly to Peter's peanut butter. So John was sitting next to Jesus at the table and Peter motioned him to ask, ask him, who are you talking about? Ask him, ask him, I wanna know, we need to know. So we can handle it. Ask him so we can represent. So that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus responded, it is the one to whom I give up, give the bread I dip in the bowl. So he must have whispered it. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. And when Jesus, Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, hurry and do what you're going to do. Make it happen, Captain. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was their treasurer. And I'm wondering, like, what happened when John realized it was Judas? Like, did he and Peter... Like, you know how you got, you real close to your girl, your boy, like my mother and I have a language where she could just look at me and I can look at her. We know what each other is thinking. 
And so I'm wondering that was there an exchange? Cause it's like, you just told, told us that this dude, ain't nobody else see it, but Peter and John see it. And so I'm wondering, did they have a plan to, to at some point like slide over to each other and be like, okay, now how are we gonna handle this? Cause our, uh, Judas is coming after my boy. And what we know about Peter, y'all know Peter didn't let that slide. If Peter knew, if Peter, he didn't let that slide at all. So I'm willing to bet <laughs> Peter and John were new. They gave each other that look like we're going to handle this. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, the time has come for the son of man to enter into his glory and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the son, he will give his own glory to the son and he will do so at once. Dear children, these are his boys, but they're still his babies. It's like how I feel about my HBCU babies. They, they grown, they 20, 21 years old. But those are my babies. When I greet them in our group me chat, I greet them with, hey, my HBCU babies. I am their auntie TJ. I, I know they're grown, but they're still my babies. God has assigned me to them. So Jesus is saying, dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I'm going. Watch the navigate differently, 34. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. <laughs> Love each other. David, navigate differently. Love each other. Nejas, love each other. And your example, just like I gave you the example of being a servant, love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That's why it's, it's so hard for me to watch this election season where the church is so divided between Republicans and it's so divided that I sometimes just have to tap out. Cause I'm like, how, this is what, the, this is what this is drilled down to. But if we could just come back to one of the last things that Jesus left his disciples with was just love each other. What, what can happen if we just love each other? And of course, Peter has to ask, hold up, wait. Uh, so I've been rolling with you for three years. I ain't left you yet. And so now you telling me you ready to go somewhere that I can't go? Where are you going? Because last time I checked, I roll with you deep. And Jesus replied. 
<laughs> he tells Peter, can you imagine? We already know how much Jesus loves Peter and how what he sees in Peter. And he has to tell him, Peter, you can't go with me now. But I promise you, you will follow me later. He's once again, catch that. He's once again speaking into Peter's future. You can't go with me now, Peter, but you will. Not I'm going to give you the opportunity to choose. Not if you do right, you can, it, you can be considered. You will follow me later. True to Peter. True to TJ. When my little brother was little, my brother and I are, are 12 years apart. So when he was little and my mom would leave to go to work and my little brother would want to always want to go, mama, I want to go with you. And she would be like, no, honey, you can't go now. Mommy has to go earn us some money. That's what I, I see on this night. But why can't I come now, Lord? I don't want to be separate from you. Why can't I come now? I'm ready to die for you. <laughs> Jesus answered, die for me. I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Now, we've looked at this from so many different angles, but God showed me a different angle today. And I said, this is the one thing that he pointed out to me. Everything else has been in the moment, but this one is what he's shown me. In this particular climate, anybody who was rising up against the Roman empire, causing, causing uproar in the Roman empire, they would kill the leaders, but they will also kill his followers. So I want to submit to you, and this is going back to Romans of God will use all things to work for our good. I'm wondering if God used Peter's denial to protect him. Because we already know Jesus knew this was coming. He's getting ready to warn Peter. He warned him. Remember we talked about it in Luke. Uh, I still have it up here. Um, he said, he told him, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I've pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. He's giving. 
if Peter, if, if Jesus knew and was speaking to Peter's future of being the rock, Peter couldn't be prematurely killed. So I wonder if God knew he was going to use Peter's denial to protect him. Because based on the history, Peter and all the rest of them should have been rounded up when they took Jesus. So essentially his denial protected him to finish his assignment. And so we look at this as, you know, Peter failed, Peter failed. Yeah, but for me, this is the ultimate form of oops ain't in God's vocabulary. Remember, we, we taught that earlier, oops ain't in God's vocabulary, that we screw up so badly and that we sometimes think like, oh, God, God, I can't use that. He ain't got no plan for that. Because now it makes sense of why Jesus was like, when you have repented, 36, you will follow me later. So God had already had a plan in place and he just used Peter's humanity to work for his good. So once again, it's like, Mm, Peter walking on water and I heard somebody say Peter fell. No, Peter didn't. Peter walked. That's more than you can say. Have you walked on water? And for some reason, I just see just the, the wings of, of Christ just protecting Peter from his own failings and then using it because he knew my church is being built on this dude. I've walked with him for three years, so I can't even let his, his own stupidity, his own um, knee-jerk reaction of cutting off an ear, I can't let none of that stop him from his assignment. So I'm gonna protect him. I'm not saying that that's, Accurate. I'm just saying that you've been rocking with me. You know, I'm a Bible storyteller, so I, 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 I see stuff in between the lines. And so that's what I feel like God showed me earlier today that Peter should have been, all of them should have been rounded up. Because had he denied in front of a little girl and somebody overheard, like three different people came for him. And because he kept adamantly denying it. It saved his life for him to finish his assignment. 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Find your seat, Deborah. Find your seat, mom. Find your seat, Elsie. Find your seat, Bert. Audrey, I need you to find your seat. Don't just listen to me read, like really, let me just guide you through you finding your own nuggets in what Jesus is leaving for them. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. So his last night, he's reassuring them. 
There's more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, I ain't gonna lie to you now. Stand on what you know about me. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And it's a continuation of Peter because Peter is asking. He asked him. And he's, I'm, I'm willing to even go as far, he's reassuring Peter. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. He, mm, I'm, he's I feel like he's talking to Peter. He's talking to everybody else, but it's landing for Peter. When everything is ready, don't worry, I'm gonna come get you. You know how, I don't know about y'all, but when I really wanted to do something, I really wanted to go someplace with my mama, but I was sleepy and she was like, just take a nap, I'll come get you when we are ready. And there was trust in knowing my mom was going to come get me. She ain't going to let me oversleep. She ain't going to sneak out on me. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way where I'm going. No, 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 Jesus. Uh, Thomas said, no, we we don't know, Lord. This, this is, you know, we're just trying to have a little suppy sub. This is the Passover and you all deep, and then you tell us you get ready to leave us. So, yeah, I, I ain't really tracking. I don't know about everybody else. Uh, Andrew, you tracking? Uh, Bartholomew, you tracking? Because I, I don't really know. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we even know the way? We don't know where you're going, so then you're going to tell us, what you know the way to where I'm going? Jesus told him, look no further. I am the way. I'm the truth and the life. I'm telling you, I'm going to my father and no one can come to the father except through me. You've been rolling with me. You got VIP status. You got the hookup. You just need to flash him your badge. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. And from now on, navigate differently. You do know him and have seen him. Now this time, Philip speaks up, Lord, Show us the father and we'll be satisfied then. Jesus replied. Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am? You watched me heal people. You watched me raise people from the dead. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words I speak, they ain't mine. Because left up to me and my humanity, I ain't going to do this for y'all. But I'm the son of God, so I got to do what he tells me to do. But my father who lives in me does this work through me. Just believe that I am in the father and the father is in me. Or... You can't believe that. Just believe because of the work you've seen me do. Do you've seen my get down. You don't believe I can handle your situation, Lashenda? Count on the last three times I've come through for you in a, in a clutch. You don't think I know that you've been battling this? 
But what about all the other times I've come? Stand on what you know about me. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. <laughs> you, you about to surpass the teacher because I'm going to be with the father and you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Ah, navigate differently. Navigate differently so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate. Uh-oh, we, we, we about to navigate differently. He, he throwing something else. This is the first time I can recall. He's throwing something else into the ring. He will give you another advocate. Obey my commands and I'm gonna ask the father, the advocate who, who ain't gonna never leave you. I gotta go. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But Bert, you know him. Mom, you know him. Elsie, you know him. Lipstick Chatter, you know him. Ramona, you know him. Deborah, you know him. Why? Because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Come on, Holy Spirit. Since I live, Melissa, you also will live and when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. We are, we are intertwined. So there's gonna come a time where you're gonna feel my absence, but I'm sending you the Holy Spirit to fulfill that void so that you know I'm still with you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to you, Cheryl. Judas speaks. Not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home. Mm. Find a seat, Nages. Pull the nuggets. If you love me, we're going to come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me, though, will not obey me. And remember, my words, don't get it twisted. They aren't mine. What I'm telling you, Yvette, is from the father who sent me. And I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the father sends the advocate, my rep as my representative, that is 
the Holy Spirit, just in case you miss this. You're going to have to navigate differently, Cheryl. You got to navigate differently, Miss Miss Mary. You got to navigate differently, Miss Marilyn. Because he's going to teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. Because it's not sinking in now. I'm leaving you with a gift. Mm. Jesus is dying. Getting ready to go die. And he's thinking about leaving them with a gift. Y'all better be glad it was Jesus and not TJ. I'm leaving you with a peace of mind and heart. There is no value you can assign to a peace of mind. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give you. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. And if you really loved me, you would be happy that I'm going to the father who is greater than I am. I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you can be like, yeah, he told us that's what he meant. You will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the father. Come, let's get going. 15, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches. Keep in mind, this is the things that Jesus thought was important to tell his boys the night before he was going to die. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. I've already done some hard work. Peter, look at you. I've already done some work on you. Now I need you to remain in me and I will remain in you. Lipstick chatter for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, Melissa. And Melissa, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, but Lashenda, you are the branches. Bert, you are the branches. So those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can't do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers in such Branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want. And it will be granted. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't don't look at Jesus here as the, the genie who's going to grant your wishes, because if you're remaining in him and he's remaining in you, your desires will be in alignment with what you want. That's like Proverbs, it says he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires, the desires that should be there. He'll place in you what you should be wanting in your heart. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. 
This brings great glory to my father. Ramona, I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, <laughs> your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. He's saying it again. Navigate differently. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater, the lo greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And you are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now, Jamila, now, Ramona, now, Elsie, you are my friends if you do what I command. Now you're my friend since I've told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. Erica, I chose you. You didn't choose me, mom. Jesus chose you. Nejus, you didn't choose him. He chose you. <laughs> I appointed you to go and open that daycare, Nejus. I appointed you to go, Adrian. Write that book. I appointed you, Deborah, to that detour, and you're going to be at Franklin's High School. I appointed you and produce lasting fruit in that young man's life, Deborah. So that the father will give you whatever you ask using my name. And this is my command. He says it this the third time. Jesus is repeating himself on his last night. This is my command, love each other. 18. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world will love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you're no longer part of the world. You didn't choose me, I chose you, lipstick chatter, to come out of the world so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master? Since they persecuted me naturally, Peter, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me. You about to navigate differently as we're rounding out this month of August, you're gonna navigate differently and people ain't gonna be happy about that. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one 
who sent me. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. And if I hadn't done such miraculous signs amongst them, like I turned water into wine, come on now. I walked on water. If I had done such miraculous signs among them and no one else could do, I raised Lazarus when he was dead, dead. And then they tried to, they wanted to kill Lazarus over something that I did. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them and no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything that I did and yet they still hate me. You're going to do some bomb stuff, lipstick chatting. Folks still going to hate you. Teach, you're going to give away millions of dollars to HBCU students and still folks are going to find a way to be big mad at you and hate you because you're doing what I told you to do. You're going to do a whole bunch of good in the world and they still going to just hate you just by the very nature you are attached to me. This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. <laughs> they hated me without cause. This immediately comes to mind. The thing that's going on for some of you know about Ellen. Ellen and Oprah, they're probably two of the most well-known philanthropists in our world. And folks still hate them for all the good that they do. They're gonna find something. And this is not about their belief system. This is just looking at how folks are still gonna find a way to be big mad at you for something. So you might as well do what God tells you to do. Those are two are probably the most well-known philanthropists in the world in this season they have built whole brands by their giving. And somebody's gonna come through and still find something wrong. And I'm watching this because if I write about where God has taken me, the philanthropic work that I will do will be noteworthy because I love giving and surprising people and watch. Folks still gonna find something wrong with me. All I wanna do is just hug people and love on them and make them feel seen. And somebody's still gonna find something wrong with that. And this is God's warning. Remember I told you, find your own nuggets. This is just me guiding you and telling you what mine were. Basically God was like, yep, strap up. Because some things I'm going to call you to do for the good are still going to be seen as bad. So find your own nuggets. Come in and find your seat. This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause, but I will send you the advocate. The spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and he will and will testify all about me. <laughs> I'm the real deal, dude. And you must also testify. You 
Remember, he told Peter, and you will follow me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning. When it comes down to here's what I see, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking over my own self. That the people who rocked with me for these 30 days are going to be my biggest cheerleaders when folks start coming for me. Because y'all rocked with me in the very beginning of my ministry, just like the word says. So you know my heart. You know where all of this has come from. Whatever God decides to do next, when folks start coming for me because of y'all tea lights who've been with me since the very beginning, I ain't gonna have to take all the bullets by myself. Cause you're gonna testify about my character. You're gonna testify of watching me go through this and taking y'all on the journey with me. I'm talking about my nuggets. Audrey, you gotta get your own nuggets. Lashenda, you gotta get your own nuggets. Mom, you gotta get your own nuggets. Miss T, you gotta get your own nuggets. Bert, you gotta get your own nuggets. Remember I told you, I'm not really teaching tonight. I'm just guiding you through on how to pick up your own nuggets. Come in and find your own seat through what the word says. Laugh says, we got you. I'm ready to cut off an ear like Peter. No, no, laugh. Don't be cutting off folks' ears. Don't be, don't be cutting off folks' ears. All right, so let's go to the last chapter we're going to read tonight. John 16. I have told you these things because I know what's coming. I've told you these things, but you won't abandon your faith. You won't think you're crazy. You won't think that these last three years have been in vain. You won't think that these last 30 days have been in vain. I've told you, Tiege, this was, this was coming. For you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who... Y'all making me cry. because <laughs> I see some of your comments. And I know Erica. Erica's one of my bingo squad. And I know they can pick on me all day, but they ain't gonna let nobody come for me. And that means a lot to me. That, that means a lot to me. <laughs> like they, they can clown me, they can go off on me behind closed doors. But when, once we hit, we went live, we were all on one accord. After bingo some nights, there was stuff that happened that in our WhatsApp chat, they they have been talking all through the game while I'm live and and they would just be handling stuff behind the scenes and it would warm my heart to know that they were protecting me and they were covering me and they were making sure that without any, without anybody even knowing what they were doing, they were making sure that I was covered that for the grass that they knew we, we handling this, that Tej is not gonna deal with it. This is gonna be handled. They showed me what it would be like when we expand this thing that they had my back because they knew I was the face and I was going to take the hit ultimately for what went wrong. But they were behind me like a machine. Making sure it all ran smoothly as best as it could. And so as a result, we we produced nine hours of a live TV show, essentially. Because those, those people loved them some TJ. They believed 
Where was I? Two, for you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming. I told you, I'm finding my own nuggets. Y'all get y'all's. For, for you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you. He's telling them. And the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service for God. This is because you have never known the father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, he keeps saying this. I'm telling you now. When they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a little while longer, Bert. I, I didn't want to tell you this, but this is now is the time. This is the last thing I need to really, I need you to get this before I leave you, Erica. I need you to understand this before I leave you, Miss T. I need you to understand this is what's going to happen. And I don't want it catching you so off guard, Lashenda. I don't want you blindsided, Yvette. Rhonda, I, I can't have you lose it and think that everything has been wrong and it's been a waste. I'm telling you now. Because I need you on guard, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the beast won't show up. If I don't leave, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So you got to let me go. And when he comes, he will convict the world of his sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is definitely available because I go to the father. You will see me no more. Judgment will come though. Because the ruler of the world has already been judged. And there is so much more I want to tell you, Bert. I got so much I got to tell you. Lashenda, I got so much I got to tell you before I go. It's so much more lipstick shatter that I got to tell you. But you can't handle the truth. It's too much. You still processing this. You still trying to figure out where I'm going. Ah, but when the spirit of truth comes. <laughs> He going to take you by the hand, Elsie, and he going to guide you into all truth and get this. He will not speak on his own either, but will tell you what he has heard and he will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me so you can trust it because it's coming from me. Don't get it twisted. And what's coming from me is coming from the father. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. You can trust it. Take that thing to the bank. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples ask each other, what does he mean when he says in a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me and I'm going to the father. What the heck, Jesus? I and what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. We don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, Jesus. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? <laughs> you asking your, each other? I'm right here. I'm still here. 
I said in a little while, you won't see me, but a little while after that, you will see me again. And I tell you the truth, <sighs> brace yourself because you're going to weep. You're going to mourn over what is going to happen to me. You're going to have to watch me suffer. You're going to have to see me go through all of this. And the world is going to rejoice. You agree, but hey, hold up. But your grief will suddenly turn to not just joy, but wonderful joy. It'll kind of be like a woman, even though I ain't never experienced it. Uh, but, it, you know, if, if uh, uh, my father created women, so he told me this. So it, it's kind of like a woman who's suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives away to joy because she's brought a new baby into the world. So, yeah, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one, <laughs> no one can rob you of that joy. Because that kind of joy is permanent. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask my father directly. Ah, because we are navigating differently, differently. And he will grant your request because why? You use my name. You have not done this before. This is new. So you go ready to navigate differently. You're not leaving this Passover the same. Ask using my name. And you're going to receive. Ask using my name, not Buddha. My name. And you will receive and you will have abundant joy. 25, I've spoken of these matters in figures of speech, speech but soon I, I'm going to stop speaking figuratively and you will tell and will tell you plainly all about the father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the father on your behalf. For the father himself loves you dearly. Because you, Cynthia, you, Melissa, you, Nejus, you, Ramona, love me. And you believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the father into the world. And now I will leave the world and return to the father. Then his disciple says, dude, finally, at last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything. You know everything, Jesus. So we ain't got no questions for you. From this, we believe that you came from God. And Jesus asks, do you finally believe? But the time is coming indeed. Actually, it's here now. I, I, I see he coming. I see now. But the time is coming indeed. It's here now when you will be scattered. That's why I spent all this time teaching you. Each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet. I'm not alone because the father is with me. I feel like he needed to say that to them because then the guilt is going to kick in that they just abandoned him out of fear. They just all abandoned him. And at some point, they're going to have to remember that he said, I told y'all this was happened. This will happen. I told you this is exactly what's going to happen. But don't don't beat yourself up too much because I was with my dad. Because the. The father is in me. He's with me. And I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. 
but take heart because I have overcome the world. I'm grateful for John because he's the only writer of the gospels that took time for us to see this, for us to see what was on Jesus's mind his last night with his boys. The final lessons, he was running out of time. And so the final lessons he wanted to impart on his boys. So it is my prayer, Lord God. Lord God, it is my prayer that Cynthia and Ramona and Elsie and Audrey and Tish, Patrice, Yvette, Laz, Delmar, Bert, Mom, Miss T, Negis, Deborah, Lynn. It is my prayer, Lord, that as they navigate it with me through this, that they found their seat. And so it's tonight, Lord, as they're drifting off to sleep, let them hook on to that one nugget that they found with us just reading your word. There's power in just sometimes just sitting and reading your word. Have your way, Lord. Do as you will. Water the seed that has been planted tonight as they began to navigate differently, just like the disciples had to do after this Passover. That Passover season was never the same. It was the turning point, even in that marked time. It was the turning point of the exact moment where the disciples realized that they they had an assignment and it started with love. And as we are beginning to make our descent in the seat back tables and, and, and seats are being returned to their original position and we're seeing the wing flaps come up, Lord, we're, we're beginning to see really all that Peter got to witness and all the lessons and things that were just packed into those three years so that when Peter became Peter, when he stepped into his new identity, we've gotten to see the journey of what it took to get him there so that we can look at our own lives and, and realize that there was a journey for Peter to become the rock. 
So I thank you, God, that you're doing it in each one of my tea lights lives that as they're moving into their new identity and that as we begin our final descent, that everything we've spent this month building will make sense. I still don't even know how we get in there, God. I just know that we're going to. And I'm sometimes just in awe of just how you've laid it out for me. For me to lay out for them. It's been a good night, God. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my peeps, my tea lights, my tea lights, my tea lights. It's been a good night. Let's count it down. In 10. Cynthia says, thank you, sis. May the grace of God abound upon your life as you obey our father. Amen. Audrey, I was just thinking about how John really wanted us to know Jesus. Yep. Because he knew he was so loved and wanted us to know that too. Where was I? 10? Did I start counting down? Nine. Eight. Unless he changes, changes, or I'm not hearing correctly, we we won't be getting to post-crucifixion until Sunday. Remember when I remember I said, y'all, like Jesus is up to, I mean, God is up to have us spend 30 days and just laying the foundation to where we're going. I think I was right about that. Uh seven, six. Also, don't forget, there's going to be TJ After Dark on Friday. Y'all know my my brand is is glasses. And so I found this new glasses spot and I kind of went a little glass purchase crazy. So the last time I did an unboxing of my Samsung products, y'all really loved that. And I sat there and entertained y'all for 45 minutes. So I figured, hey, I'll unbox my new glasses that I'm really super excited about. So let me just say that. Um Lashenda, that's cute. Nobody better come for my TJ. I love that. Um, so I'm going to do that Friday night after we wrap uh, August full of TJ that night. Six, Melissa says I'll be there. I'm excited. Now that I got to say, like it was weird to me for the, the Samsung product, but I'm excited because I bought the glasses just looking at it. I ain't tried them on. So it's going to be fun to me. Like, ooh, and they're so funky. They are so funky, funky. I'm so excited for them. Uh, five, and probably y'all going to be looking at them like there's no way in hell I would ever wear those. But those are teach. Those are teach. Those are hers. She love them. I like them. So uh, five, four. Oh, press. Okay. Thanks, Elsie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Press. That's right. Good, good, good. Let me give you the acronym for press. So, okay. So if you're here for the first time tonight, uh, it got really heavy on us last night and I didn't want to break what the spirit was doing. So I didn't give them the teaching acronym for press. So thank you, Elsa, because I did totally forget. So your the teaching acronym for um, press, press through to your assignment. Erica, I have actually reached out to them uh, Erica's asking me, I need to know your glasses plug. I have reached out to them because this is a new spot. I've reached out to them and, about being a brand ambassador. So I want to see what they're going to come back with. And um, and then I need to test them for myself, you know, because I'm not going to be out here recommending stuff for y'all. And I'm not rocking it myself or testing it myself. And so I also will want them to give you guys a special discount code. 
Okay. I still want to give you a special discount code. So, um, yes, I may not make the, tell you the company, uh, that night only because I want to make sure that the quality is there and I'm, you know, okay with referring them. Cause I don't want nobody mad at me saying TJ told us this. I take my, my reputation too seriously. Um, so, but yes, I will give you the plug because I really like this 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 uh, site I found. So, press through your assignment from last night. Press through your assignment. When you press through your assignment, we're going to take a cue from how Jesus did. And last night, remember, we talked about how no matter what, Jesus was pressing his way to Jerusalem. So, when you press through your assignment, you got to have, there's a passionate thing that happens with you. you we saw that. How Jesus just showed up, he would be passionate, whether he was slaying the Sadducees and the Pharisees in their own house. Remember, we walked through there like Jesus, you in the dude's house and you coming for them. But he was passionate about his assignment and they were trying to derail it by actually coming at him with stupid questions and trying to catch him. So he was passionate, resilient. Well, automatically, Jesus is raised from the dead. So he born resilient, basically. But nothing through him remember he was in in he was tempted by satan for 40 days he that my, my dude didn't eat nothing but he still bounced back and then that's how when you watch him kind of you know spar with the pharisees it's like yo okay so you tried to do that he ducked this way he tried to do that he ducked that way He's resilient. When you press him through to your assignment, you got to be resilient. You got to be willing to get back up. You may stay down longer and longer, but you got to be willing to get back up. And then you got to be extremely extra. I think it's safe to say I'm extremely e extra when it came to this assignment, right? Like I went staying in the closet for seven and eight hours studying for something I ain't getting paid to do. <laughs> Renekka was like, yo, you ain't making no money and you, this is a full-time job. You, you ain't doing nothing else. Extremely extra. I I'm willing to go over oh, because this is my assignment. This is not something I'm just doing. It's my assignment. So how I rock with y'all it has to be extremely extra because it's, it's important to me because it's in my assignment. Then you got to stay still sometimes. We saw many a times where Jesus was still off to be by himself and to get instructions. He took naps. So even in this journey, there, were, there was at least one day that I was like, y'all, I ain't got nothing. We're going to struggle through this. But in your press to your assignment, you, you do have to get still sometime. And then the final S, you got to be steadfast with that joint. I knew come hell or high water, y'all were going to see me for 31 days. I was committed to that because that was my assignment. And nothing took precedent. I've told y'all before, I got so many apology emails I got to write for being taken so long to get back to people. But I was steadfast in this. People couldn't even get my, on the phone. My mother has barely talked to me in this season because I've been so steadfast and tunnel focused with this. So that's press. Passionate, resilient, extremely extra, still sometimes.
and steadfast in your resolve to co complete your assignment. All right. So where was I? Four. <laughs> Thanks, Elsie, for reminding me of that. Three. Two. One. Love you guys. See you tomorrow for day 27. We counting it down. We counting it down. We counting it down. I love y'all. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.